All right. So we're doing the top 500 voted by Billboard pop songs. I didn't songs know Jorge of all time. was quite that good of an air drummer. Yeah, that was pretty drummer. impressive. That's pretty great. Yeah. Can you do all the, all the uh, uh, all instruments? The, oh, I get down with the accordion. Can you do the bass? Bro. No, I get down with the accordion. <laughs> and I feel oh, like also no. smells like Teen Spirit. <laughs> that's all. That's all. No, it's, all it's, air, it's all uh, air accordion. I do. Fingers. Grab's going to dislocate his shoulder. <laughs> I feel like Jolly Teen Spirit is one of the best like air guitar, uh, air drum too, because it's so iconic. Dave Grohl, Dave right? Dave Grohl, yeah. Yep. yeah well, all right. He's so great. This song is Grunge on down. the top 500 Billboard pop songs of all time. So I'm going to give you an over-under, and you guys say whether it's over or under the number that I give you. So I'm going to say it's 150, over-under 150. And over would be higher than 150, under would be closer to one. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, gracias. Okay, Travis. So here's why I'm going to go under, and I could easily be wrong here. This was like the anthem of my college years. Like Mm -hmm. this thing played non- when this hit, I was a junior in college. And it felt like every party you went to, every house that you walked by, this was pouring out of somebody's stereo. And and it was ubiquitous. You couldn't go anywhere and not hear this song. So I'm going to go lower than the number you gave. Okay. Uh, Greg? So I absolutely hate Nirvana and all things Ooh. grunge. <laughs> so I hate grunge music. All of it. It's terrible. I just never, ever liked it. But This goes into the category of Ernest Scared Stupid is scary. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't get me started on that. It, it's too much. I can't do it right now. Uh, <laughs> but I'm pro- because of how popular it was and how much people love it in the Kurt Cobain Forever 27 thing, I think it's going to be under. Okay. Uh, um, Alan? 100% under, and Greg, I don't know what you're talking about. This is still a great song. No, it's, and it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, Anytime we play some of these Billboard 500, there's a lot of songs. They might be catchy, but they're annoying. You don't want to hear them like again this. or whatever the case is. I don't think this is one of them at all. Definitely under. Kind so, like by the way. It's style of music, Al, too. It helps. Yeah, yeah, but by the way, this song, specifically this song, Smells Like Teen Spirit, played nonstop on K-Rock every day, every hour, all the time, for yeah. about 10 years. Yeah. You're not wrong, and that's why I think it's under. Okay. <laughs> and then last person to give it, Jorge. Uh, this list is weird, so I'm going to go over. Over? Okay. Uh, also, this song played every time my soccer high school high school soccer team <laughs> scored a goal, so it just now is burned in my brain as a positive memory. It is 110. It is under 150. Yeah. yeah. It is Not just outside the garbage. top 100, but it is at 110. I'm basically Casey Kasem. Don't talk about your dog. How am I supposed to come out of an upbeat number given some data? You know, <laughs> it's one of the best it's, things it's, ever. It's right up there with we'll do it live yeah. because Casey was such a... He was so mad, and he, he did was, it great. And then instantly, <laughs> Casey Kasem, man. You got to nail it. Casey got, Kasem. Wow. <laughs> fade right there. That was pretty Dude, good, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm so impressed that you had a <laughs> Casey Kasem locked You got to have it just ready to go at any time. You don't know who Casey Kasem is, do you? The name sounds familiar, but I do not know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Sorry. So if, Casey Kasem was Ryan Seacrest 50 years oh, ago, yeah. right? Like He, he gotcha. was the radio guy that hosted everything that mattered. I Casey Kasem. <laughs> and that's what he sounded like. <laughs> if you watch Saved by the Bell, you know who Casey Kasem okay. is as he was well. He's also the voice of Shaggy. Oh, yes, Shaggy, yeah. along with Scooby-Doo. Oh, yep. I love Shaggy. Yeah, yeah, the original Shaggy. He yeah, was- but also, who does it in the live movie? 
It's um, Matthew Lillard. Oh, Matthew, yeah, I love Matthew, Matthew Lillard. Lillard. I don't know how I know that, that, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Scooby Doo knowledge is not on my card today. <laughs> right, right. Scooby Doo is amazing. So I thought you Jorge. Love that you have a Casey I, case I, <laughs> my day is made. That's great. I thought Jorge's answer to over under, he was going to say Niners four. <laughs> yeah. I just think everything's Niners four moving forward. All right, so Lincoln Riley is doing the thing where it's it's what you do to try to soften up the ground before you think something's about to go really bad. The, hey, don't forget what it was like before I got here moment. This is what he was talking about, where USC is in this season and both now and since he arrived. Quote, we're definitely building. We've made remarkable progress in a short amount of time. Look at November two years ago at USC. Look how it feels now. Two years ago, everybody was dying for a win, any kind of win, and now everybody's not happy unless we win by 30. So that means we're doing some pretty cool things. That's how I want it to be. That's how it should feel. Now, am I satisfied with it? Is it where we want to be? Of course not. I want to be the best program in the country, and I believe we can be, and I believe we will. Why are we going to the, hey, don't forget how bad it was before I got here in the middle of a season after one loss? Because to me, that screams, hey, more losses coming. Don't forget what it was like before I showed up the first time. Because that's exactly I, what it is. Go ahead, Slee. Well, I'm just going to say, I, I don't think he's that. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to um, defend that I'm a big fan of the quote, but it's not that inaccurate. I don't think that he is – I don't think this is um, – But why now? I don't know why now. And he, he's had some quotes over the last couple of weeks that are throwing me off as well. But he's not wrong because you and I have gave the example two years ago. We weren't talking about SC. We weren't. And now all of a sudden there's some real expectations to SC. Now it's, hey, how come you only beat Colorado by a touchdown? It's not are you winning, but how many win or is there style points to those wins? The Notre Dame game coming off that loss – we pretty much did an hour to open up our show on Monday about University of Southern California. He's not wrong that things are a lot better than they used to be. He's not wrong that the expectations are much different. The problem where I, I, I don't believe in this part, I believe we can and we will be, and he's talking about the best program in the country. His issue is the trajectory of where they're going doesn't seem like it's going in the right direction, and it seems like they're going to end up losing multiple games this year. Um, that's my issue with USC. I don't really, I don't disagree with the quote. I think the quote is accurate. I think he's right with the quote. But it's not right or wrong. It's why now? Because it, 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 he knows he's going to lose more games. That's why he's saying that's it. Exactly. It, and what and it is. that he has the fear, that he has the concern, that he has the worry. That by the way, Utah can beat us. Oregon can beat us. Washington can beat us. UCLA. UCLA can beat us. That he's getting ahead of it because if he didn't think that it was coming, he wouldn't have said it right now. Well, because he is feeling the pressure, especially coming off that loss, coming off of Arizona, probably should have beaten them. I mean, they should have lost. And, yeah, and Arizona have. State, who's not a good team, they let him score a ton of they're points. Dreadful. Yeah, they're, he knows what their defense is, and he knows it's not a good defense, even though the Notre Dame loss wasn't on the totally on the defense he's seeing all the things that are happening this was the year that they were supposed to get into the college football playoff they are not going to get there especially if they lose even just one more game so he's starting to feel that pressure and he's starting to see that he's kind of losing it a little bit and having to go out on the offensive when really he's just be like look we're good we got what's going on he's going out on the offensive when he should be just but totally can, I, fine. can i can i add this then what are you no. guys paying attention to the quote for then what, what does it matter about the quote 
it's the quote is irrelevant because it's then. a bad because, sign that your no, head no, no, coach yeah, is but, worried he's about to lose a bunch Trav, of games. Trav, had a we bunch already, of stuff but, come out. But we already know that. We've been watching SC football all year. There's no surprise. The only surprise moving forward with USC is if they ran the table and they got to the college football championship. The only surprise moving forward is that they're in the the Pac-12 championship. I, I would be surprised at this point that they accomplished those goals. His quote means nothing to me because we've watched SC for seven weeks, and we've seen that for them to only have one loss up to this point, they're very lucky. The back half of their schedule is the tough part. They lost by 28 against Notre Dame. I don't think the quote means anything to me because means he's we scared. Or- yep. So here's but, but even even if he's I, I don't disagree that he's scared or maybe understands what's to come, but it's not gonna change the way you talk about him or I talk about them if they end up losing this no, week. I think insight, we're gonna stop it, talking about him. It, it's an insight into his psychology and how he's looking at it. And how quickly how I he think can turn. about it isn't gonna change. But the way that he looks like if he was like, guys, we got beat by a good team, we're fine. Yep. Yeah. We're gonna be all right. Played bad yesterday. Right. We 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 had a guy, didn't play well. We didn't I didn't coach well. But he we did that after Notre Dame. Everything that you've seen, the Arizona State, Arizona, and now losing to a team that lost to Louisville who should not have lost to Louisville, that's is now seeing the, the kinks in the armor everywhere. So I think that what sticks out to me is that two years ago everybody was dying for a win. I'm reading it with extra flair as how I interpreted <laughs> that Lincoln says it. calling out so, Clay Helton. So two years ago everybody was dying for a win, any kind of win. Now everyone's not happy unless we win by thirty. So essentially he's again one calling us idiots, saying, Hey, you guys should be happy that well, we you have a win at all. I know it's difficult to explain and maybe sometimes difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult to explain, sometimes it's difficult to understand if you're not on the inside of it. But it's saying, Hey, you should be happy we're winning it all. We should be happy that we're beating these teams at all. That's why this makes sense to me and why this quote is so gets you so frustrated. No. Because, no, you are a hired um, person to come here. You're supposed to kill these teams. You're supposed to win by 30 because Oregon and Washington are winning by 30. This is what you're supposed to do because you're not just someone who, oh, we're giving them a shot, they're a new coach. No, you've proved, you've gone to the CFP before and now you're moving backwards. Well, yes, that's exactly right. But it's also he... It's, this is what you're supposed to do. It, he, it's Lincoln Riley, been to the college football playoff, like you were saying, but it's also, it's at USC. USC football has a different level of, than everything else. UCLA basketball is supposed to be in the Final Four every, every year. USC football with Lincoln Riley, with the Heisman Trophy winner of Caleb Williams and everything that goes along with it, with a somewhat favorable schedule, was supposed to be in the college football playoff again this year for the first time. And now that you're seeing you're starting to fall off, he's putting out quotes I, like this I, because he is fully worried and it's not good. I really don't think it matters anymore. He's had some quotes. Even some of the players were saying, oh, yeah, we we don't winning by 40 is boring. That's when they beat Arizona by two or whatever. Well, don't lose by 28. No, but there's been (laughs) there's been some quotes that have come out that I, I get your guys frustration with the quote, but ultimately at the end of the day, they're either going to win some of these games moving forward or they're just going to continue to get bashed. And the Lincoln-Riley project, I'm not telling you it's going anywhere. I'm not telling you that Lincoln-Riley is not a good coach or whatever the case is. But it could go somewhere. Well, it could also be Caleb Williams could very easily expect it. He's going to be gone in a few weeks, and they're going to have to figure out. I don't know how many wins Caleb, Riley, uh, Caleb Williams has got them this this year, but you could at least attach two, three wins just because he's the quarterback. Sure. I, I just look at the program. Moving forward, it's impossible, from my thought, that they're going to hang with Oregon and Washington the rest of the way. I'm almost It's almost irrelevant when Lincoln Riley says anymore, just show the results or don't. It speaks to the fact 
that he knows he doesn't have roots here too. I, I think this is a big part of it that he knows he's a hired gun. Yep. That he came in with it's be a, gone in two years that, anyway. That, that he came in with a hey, I'm going to fix this, and it's cool. Here's your Malibu beach house. Here's all this money. Here's all these perks. Fix it because SC and by the way, they made a great hire here. Let, let me be clear about that. Absolutely. But SC has kind of had this whole family thing for a long time, right? Going back to John McKay and John Robinson, they had SC roots. Right, they grew up in in the program and had success, and they continued to to build on it. Pete Carroll kind of came in as an outsider when the program was down, but was here for a really long time. And the build wasn't slow, but it was a little slower than what we saw with Lincoln Riley. And by the time Pete Carroll had it cranked up, Pete Carroll had equity in the program. Pete Carroll was a Trojan at that point, so that shine went to Sark. It went to Kiffin. They were part of that. That the, the roots that were here. Sarkeesian. This guy is a hired gun here to win right away, and he and he can see the train coming down the tracks. That uh oh, uh oh, I'm not, not winning that, this year. Not that they're going to fire him. That's not even what I'm getting at. No. But my point is, the criticism will come really quickly because you don't have any equity. You don't have roots in the program. That when you lose to Utah, if you lose to Utah or Oregon or Washington or any of these games, they're going to be pissed. And it's because you haven't brought them the thing that made you part of the family yet. Trav, you're, you're I, have- I, I got a quick question, Trav. Are the expectations you think – listen, I, I'm going to – as best as I can, did we also just – SC just brought in Lincoln Riley and there was this, yeah, he's going to change it right away. And maybe it's an unrealistic expectation oh. to say that, hey, in two years – that's it. That's all the time he needs. He's going to be competing with Ohio State, Michigan, no. Alabama, go to Georgia. Go down the list of all of them. Now, granted, what I could say is you don't even have to compete with those schools. Just go win the Pac-12, right? Just If, if you just worry about the Pac-12, you should be the elite in that program. But is there also a little bit of the expectations – not that they were too high, but I don't know if unrealistic is the right way to put it. Almost set up to fail to just come in and everything's supposed to change right he away. He set the USC, bar last year. Yes, yep. U, yes, that's exactly right. And USC d- does well, not have low – there's not a low bar for USC. Ever. Ever. It is always – you have to be in the college football – they've never been in the college football player playoff ever. And Lincoln Riley was supposed to be the guy with Caleb Williams to get there, year. and 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 they got they, the, exactly. the most important piece came back again. Yep, you got that, Caleb. That's back. why the maybe maybe they're a little artificially high, but they are where they are, and he knows they're not going to get there, and that's why that quote's like, whoa, really? You know it too? Okay, cool. To do the, the, the Lakers do the Lakers Slee have unex, unrealistic expectations? Do the Dodgers have unrealistic yes, expe- yeah, expectations? Yeah, they, they, no, they, they don't. No, no, this no, is, no, no, this Greg, is what Greg, There's a difference between expectations. Realistic expectations are the Dodgers winning 100 games and 112 games and, or 111, and, and you're basically saying, go win a World Series because I know what the product is. I know what it is every year. In 2016, when the Lakers were going through a rebuild, you you and I can sit here and say, well, the Lakers are supposed to win every year, but that's not realistic. No, but they, they didn't have the players back then. There was all It was all rookies. Like that, was, that's that's my point, and I think you can make an argument for SC. This isn't rookies. This is guys that have well, been here for this, a while. This that would be the point that I'd make on the SC side is you got the coach, you got the quarterback. You're not in the Big Ten yet, so you're still in a conference that you would feel like you can uh, shine in, and that's the part that they're not. Um, 
they're not delivering on. All right, so I was watching a little baseball yesterday, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not over it yet. Everything I watch in the baseball playoffs is still th- seen through Dodger blue glasses, and it's still killing me. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, so we are continuing out throughout the day to do the Billboard's released an article of the 500 most pop, pop songs of all time. Top 500 pop songs of all time. So this song... All of Small oh, Things Blink. by Blink-182 is yep. on the list. San the, Diego Bansley. Ayo. Yes, sir. I am going, it peaked One, uh, on February 19th, 2000, um, at number six on the, on the Billboard Top 100. So I'm setting it over under of all the small things at 200. Okay? All Ooh, the small things over under 200. Half. All right. Um, Greg, let's start with you because since Travis started last time. All right. So this song was tremendously popular in the 90s the blink was just crazy I, you know i was oh, talking yeah. to parker before and that i saw him in concert it was awful but i, I actually like blink really? it was a really bad concert um, where did you it, see him it was i don't where's Recently? the where's the, where's the racetrack out near like rancho cucamonga like out it, i don't oh, know fontana the, yeah fontana uh, yeah, yeah. the yeah. speedway yeah the speedway, speedway. is really? in fontana i it's saw a them it was huge venue it's yeah. actually during one of it the was races. it was a huge it was a huge festival <laughs> okay. and, and it was like eminem was there and there's a whole thing so it was like in 2008 to 2013 but anyway they were bad but i i actually really like this song i'm gonna go over though because i don't think blink is that popular so higher than 200 yes higher than, higher 200. than 200 okay travis i agree with greg i'm going higher over than, okay yeah uh um al so this was, and I think Berg, were similar age on here, in high school, this was pretty was much it. what you listened to all the time. It doesn't hold as much for me now. Like, I, I, there's certain music, we, we play that Nirvana song, I'm like, yeah, I play that in the background, no problem. This not as much, I'm going over 200 as well. I don't think it's as, uh, I don't think they're as popular. Is Corey? this the song where you're running around, where they're running around naked, or is that a different one? I don't know. I think it's a different one because yeah. the one they're running around what naked. The hell were you watching? They shot no. on no, 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 no. It's it's a real. They shot song. that video on the Rome is Burning set. Oh, and wow. they ran oh, wow. through the set. Jim's in the video. Oh, I remember that's when they cool. all came in to shoot. Were it. they actually naked? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, and I, we, I remember they they like because they used blurted to come on out with us all the time. Yeah. The the, the the those guys used to come on a lot, and they wanted to put Jim in the video, and they're like, "We'll just show up at your set," and it's literally just them running through the set. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it took, I mean, but as you you guys know, they're a bit poor hit, you especially. A simple shot like that can take hours to yeah. shoot. Oh my gosh. And so they were there for a very long time, and Jim was like pretending to do a monologue. It was terrific. That's great. All yeah. right, Jorge? Uh, over. I'm going to go with the guys over on this one. Okay, so it is at 365. That yeah. sounds about right. Uh, yes, yeah. it is just, uh, yeah, so it was at 365. Again, like I said, it peaked at number six in the Hot 100 on February 19th, 2000. And Breaking. I loved this in high school. Like, I liked this song in high school because, again, it's all catchy. this top 500. You all recognize it. It's it's yeah. cross generational. That's why it's there. It's it's that's like Slee was saying. But if you're flipping around on the radio, and you hear that. I'm probably stopping on that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the end of that. Yeah, one. yeah I'll let it go. But Slee, yeah. you like you were. We are the same age. You never saw that video on MTV of them running no, around no, naked. I, I did. I tried giving you a you know just kind of a threw in a little bit of joke there. And you're like, <laughs> no, no, no. It was, I said, what are you watching? And you were like, no, Slee, it's the real thing. I'm like, no, I know, I know. <laughs> now, <laughs> see, sometimes the dry. Doesn't always yeah, hit, and especially you can't see. I can see him, so yeah. I knew what he was doing. But I cannot you, you see. Do not have I can access see. to the uh, the laptop. No, but but Blink was <clears throat> literally, I I in that late nineties, probably even a little bit before that, all the way to maybe through college. Just every time you turned on the radio, Blink was on. One of those guys. It's not Travis Barker. It's one of the other two guys. Is like a UFO expert now. Like he poured a ton of the money he got from his music musical success. Tom Tom something. What's it? Tom DeLong? Tom DeLong. Right. Yeah, the, that's yeah, the one. The, yeah, he's, he's obsessed with aliens. Wow. And he's like a not just he's like obsessed. He spends his money and his meets with the government. Like he's and he's <laughs> with the government. No, no, no. Oh really? Like he got paired up with some senators who gave him some. It's fascinating. Wow. It is, this is not just a oh he's a UFO kook. Like he's plugged into the whole underground of what's real and what's not, and it's it's bizarre. Like he was dismissed as a kook to begin with, and everybody's like, he's keeps being right. Like what's going on here? He's pretty plugged in. It's pretty wild. I don't know. That's all that stuff. I believe in all the alien stuff, but I just can't get like fully into it. I'll go to Area Fifty One for fun and just be like, "Ooh, I got a bumper sticker that said I saw an alien." But that's as With far the as big I'm going. Black eyes, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. right. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, selfies. Yeah, With exactly. the, the plastic right? <laughs> selfies at the fence. Hey, Area Fifty One. <laughs> um. I know you're a, you're a Dodger fan, not necessarily a baseball fan. You've said no, that to okay, me before. Okay, I I don't watch anymore after the Dodgers are right. out. I am a baseball fan, but but you don't watch the playoffs because your team's not in. What, because That's, it because it hurts too I, much. I, trust me, I know. I'm well aware. I don't want to, and I got to focus on the Lakers now. So I'm I was watching, watching a lot of baseball. I was watching uh, NLCS yesterday. Um, Phils and and they're playing winter ball and D backs. Yep. <laughs> and there, there were three things that, and, and again, every time I'm watching this, I'm like, well, Dodgers didn't do that. Well, Dodgers didn't do this. The Dodgers didn't do that. Dodgers missing this piece. And there were three really obvious things in the games yesterday that just kind of jumped out at the, at me like, well, why can't our guys ever do this? Watching the Astros and the Rangers last night, Jordan Alvarez and He's Jose so Altuve are their two best players. And guess what? Deliver. They're playing like they're two best players. Yep, yep. That Jordan Alvarez is on a heater like you almost – I mean, it's just Always insane. in the playoffs. He well, always is on say, a heater. How about, how about last year? For last sure. Year in the playoffs, he carried them. For sure. And, and Altuve played in his 100th playoff game last night. That's mm-hmm. crazy. So you've got the – your two best guys are playing like your two best guys. Then you get another guy who maybe was kind of eh during the regular season who all of a sudden, it matters, gets hot. That's Abreu. Right, Jose Abreu, all of a sudden, it's like, oh my God, he's back. He looks like the MVP was a little bit ago. Watching the National League game last night. So you have Brandon Fott, 
who is a rookie, a kid who has this is his third postseason game that he's ever started. He's a shut down the Dodgers. Dude, he was he was shoved last night. He was un, he struck out nine guys. He was just setting down a Phillies lineup that's loaded. We've been talking about how good they are, and here's their kid. It's like, hey, we're down 2-0. Our two vet guys in Gallon and and Merrill Kelly got bombed out. Yep, and the, we got to have it, and the kid gets it. Like this, what happened to our kid? What happened to our best players? What happened to our role guy? Like, oh for three on these things. We didn't go with Ryan Pepio and went with Lance Lynn and let him hit, give up four straight home runs. Yeah. So but, you know, but, but, that's wait, that's what happened. But Berg, Berg, yeah. isn't it? Isn't didn't it, go with the kid. Everybody collapsed. Like that. Okay, let's say you went to Pepio. Yes, cool. that's fine. What, so you're going to win the series then? As well, in everyone collapsed. And I, I think Pepeo it goes shoves. back, to Trav. I think it goes back to Trav. Your point is, you had the main guys delivering. For some of these other squads, you have the the big time names. When you're going, what you're not saying. Look at Harper. Houston, look at Castellanos. Look at they're Turner. all delivering. Every every one of these guys are taking their game to another level. Where we we spent how much now? This is going to be two off seasons in a row talking about Mookie and Freddie. Hey, where were you guys in the biggest moment? So I get what you're saying about Pepio, but I think Pepio is just a very small story to a sure. bigger thing that that Miller had an opportunity to be fought and he couldn't do it. No, yeah, that's they, a good one. they both. Yeah, did, that's a good one. But, but they never went to to Pepio, obviously. But you you mentioned Trey Turner. When Trey Turner was a Dodger, he did nothing. That's what I'm saying. In the playoffs, he did and, not and, show and up this except why, for like one series. This is why it's not a personnel issue with them. It's a culture issue it's, yes. a, it's something a, it's a is something in the yeah. air issue this is not a you don't have enough good players they do they have they will yep but how do you get your best why did, when do Mookie and Freddie show up looking like Alvarez and Altuve when do they show up looking like Harbor and Schwarber when do they show up looking like Turner and Castellanos like wh- so when do you does think, that start to happen do you think it has anything to do with Dusty Baker or Tori Lavillo I'd or- like to find out yeah, I'd like I'm, to find I'm with out. you because that's that's the only thing. Yeah, Bruce Bochy. Right. I'd like something to find out. is not working, and so you have to figure out what the thing is not working. Because again, you we have the talent all around you. Someone is not getting Berg, it out of them. Usually, Berg, in any business, what you'll at least try is try something different. And the Dodgers clearly are not interested in trying something different. So how are you? How are you going to know? How are you going to find out whether that's the issue or not when have it you refuse again next to make year? any difference? Yeah, it's going to happen next year, the and that's the be- problem. Your best guys didn't play like your best guys. Your role guys didn't step up and give you a little something more, and your kids didn't seize an opportunity that was right in front of yep. them. Yep. Oh, for three. Yep. And you look at these when, other teams that are still playing, doing they're it getting all. those roles. When did they change? How many years ago did they change the Dodger dog? Dodger dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's three, that's four? a real thing. Okay, so I actually kind of agree Berg. with this. Berg, this is why I'm asking. <laughs> Can we see what the postseason record is since they changed the Dodger dog? So I, I think, think that's a stat that's important. I think in 2020 there was not we no fans. They won the World Series. They changed the Dodger dog in 2021. I believe that's when it was. Since then, in the World Series in 18, in the World Series in, in 17. <laughs> 19, they lost, they lost in the first round, yeah, but then they won in 2020. You can lose in the first course, round once of course, or twice. Once in four years? Every time? Fine, but then the Dodger dog did change. Slee, I think you found something, something. Connecting dots. I'll be willing to do the research. <laughs> I'll be willing to do it. Factor Caps coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. 
Hey guys, hey, I've yeah. been doing a lot of the billboard stuff going through the show. Just <laughs> stay tuned. I do have my rant about how where... are, your, are your your emotional state is what right now? It's I've I've gotten away from it, but yeah, just stay tuned. I'm gonna <laughs> roller, try to a little roller coaster. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. try to tease. I'm nervous. Why I'm so mad? <laughs> later I'm scared. On. I'm actually <laughs> really excited for it. I am oh, too. Yeah. I'm show purposely. I'm purposely not asking her any questions, anything. Like I'm, I'm relatively nervous, Trav. Sure, I, I don't want to get in line, but I'm glad you stopped me when I was trying to talk about it. Oh no, no, I'm like, Greg, Greg, Greg. This yeah, is yeah, like, like sometimes abort mission. Abort. Know, one of the kids will come home and they'll be like, "How's mom?" I'm like, "Just chill out for yeah. now. Just yeah. give, just give it a half give an hour. We'll be space. okay. We'll be okay." Yeah. Okay. So um, it is Snoop Dogg's birthday. Uh, so he turns. Let's see when he turns. He turns 52 today. Uh, and so huh. no one has more universal appeal than Snoop Dogg. Travis Fettercap? I think that's a fact. I really no do. One? I, I, I'm, I'm willing to listen to other alternatives, but th- think about like who he connects with. Like from, from all the way to where he started as a hip-hop artist to Martha Stewart. Like yep. you're, you're touching Doing a commercial with Andy Samberg. Andy, yeah. you're, you're touching yep. literally every demographic between hip-hop to Martha Stewart. That's insane. Right, there are people that can touch different, but he hits. Is there a group of people that don't like him? I don't think so. His wine's I, pretty good. I haven't had the pleasure of his wine. He has a cookbook that's really good. Yeah, he's got a cookbook that's. I'm sure that's he terrific. totally wrote all of it. I'm sure he did, but I'll tell you what he is. It's very on brand for yeah. who he is. So whoever did it, if it wasn't him, did a great job with it. Yeah, I think I think he is the most liked guy around. Berg, um, I. I'm thinking about it. I think I agree with you. It's fact. I mean, even Bad Bunny's in those commercials with Andy Samberg. Like, so he hits. Bad Bunny's not in a commercial with Martha Stewart. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I mean, oh he's, yeah, yeah, he's in a commercial. Andy Samberg, Martha Stewart, Bad Bunny. Like, it it moves all the way through mainstream stuff. Honestly, like Martha Stewart has a lot of general appeal as well. She does. She yeah. does. But are there a lot of like super? deep dive hip hop people yeah. that are Martha Stewart people not so much I wouldn't she think I mean I'm, I'm sure there's somebody else that I'm not thinking about or forgetting and somebody in the community is going to be like what are you saying why couldn't you not say this person but I, I th- I'm with you guys I think it's fact Al alright I'm, I'm only I'm going to just try to look at this a little differently I don't really disagree but I'll, I'll go cap on this Will Ferrell has this appeal as well oh he was that, on the shop that that it's a good I, one. I think he, he, I don't even know what it is. Whether it's sports, whether it's uh, DJ DJing for his son's fraternity, or it's being in hip hop movies, and like he's everywhere and touches everything. I don't know if that's better than Snoop. Snoop, oh, by the way, isn't he? <clears throat> doesn't he represent Skechers and like the? Yeah. Like there's so yeah, many like anything, random anything. things that he's in. But I think Will Ferrell has very similar appeal. So if it's not, if it's, uh, I don't Ferrell's know if it's more one. than Snoop, but I think that's another good Even one. Even people could like not like love quote unquote his movies. I love his movies, but if quote unquote you don't love his movies, you still don't think he's a bad guy. You still think that yeah. he's a good person. Like a Will Ferrell at the sidelines is going to be funny. Um, Jorge, what do you think? Uh, yeah, a uh, fact with the guys on this one. I like Snoop and those Corona commercials. He's very chill, mm-hmm. very to his brand. You know, just talking about, you know, La Vida Mas Fina, whatever it is. And then when we see him in those uh, uh, sports, he's common, you know, doing commentary yep. on those sports. That's well, he funny. called some fights. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he yeah was, when he calls fights. And he's good at it. And he's really funny. And he's yeah. likable. And he's always himself, which is the most... 
Have, have you ever heard Snoop do a Kings game? He commentates Kings on the King, hockey? Kings hockey. No, I it's have, fantastic. No. I, I think it's it actually in the system too. It's it's Snoop doing the Kings game. It's amazing. He I'm just sure keeps it's on going. It's so good. Can we have can we have Snoop and Will Ferrell call a full Kings game together? <laughs> I'm in for that. Right, here you go. Thank y'all for having me, man. Yeah, we had to see these rings right here. Oh, yeah. We've had a chance twice That's to great. bring home that cup. And I've drunk out of Stanley before. Say that ain't so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. That's bling, bling right there. That's my yeah. POV. I- I'll find you. There we go. Yeah. I'll find you. Terrific. He goes into it. He's like, oh, oh, Dowdy. That that Dowdy, though. It's, 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 real, it's really, really good. It's universally likable. All right. So uh, one of my, new, my favorite podcasts is this podcast called Normal Gossip. And so essentially they get a story, a gossip story that has nothing to do with you. So it's like a friend of a friend. Someone you can submit stuff and it's always super juicy because if you're thinking about sending like in the gossip story, it's going to be juicy. All right, so uh, I'm excited for the new season because it's always really fun to listen to. So, but you consider yourself a gossip because that is the first question they ask any guest they have on. They say, "Hey, what is your relationship to gossip, and do you consider yourself a gossip?" So you consider yourself a gossip, Berg, Factor Cap, Cap. If you tell me something, it's staying with me. I will not tell anybody. That is Even something. Like that is when something you were I'm, married, would you tell your wife at the time? Well, my wife, wife? is my ex-wife. That was the thing. Like you, you tell your wife everything. You tell your partner everything. So you tell someone something. Well, tell yes, but I don't go go around telling. If you tell me something, hey, this is between you and me. It's staying between you and me, and that's and your ex- I will. Yes, no. Yeah, it like depends on what's there. going on. The island yeah. over there. <laughs> Travis, I like to listen to it. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I like a good yeah. juicy nugget that but you're somebody not telling wants people. To, but no, no. I, I, I love to receive it, but I'm not a big disseminator of it. So you're a half gossip, you'd say. Yeah, sure. You, you, yeah, I, 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 look, if you want to tell me something, I'm your guy. I will listen to it <laughs> for sure. And I also feel like gossip is best when it's when you're not involved. If it's not something that you know personally, when it's not something... Or like, I, I want to know yeah, who they are, but yeah. not have any skin in the game. Exactly. That's what that's what I'm yeah. saying. You have no skin in the game. Yeah. Al, what do you think? A uh, fact, <clears throat> excuse me, fact, but it, but it, <laughs> it, comes, <laughs> it comes down, it really is like one of the most important things. If somebody tells you, do not say anything, I can only tell you this, whatever the case is, there's a, that's a, that's a burden. If, if you end up, that person's never going to trust you again. Mm-hmm. Like that, there's something to that and it could be a friend, it could be a coworker. It doesn't matter who it is and it doesn't matter how irrelevant or small it is. That's a big one. If somebody says, I trust you to not go tell anybody, um, I don't want to betray that trust. So. Jorge? Uh, I got a joke for this one. Do uh, you guys know why Latinos uh, like cheese? Why? Because we're cheese mozos. <laughs> 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 so, you know, any kind of gossip, man, if, if it goes around, you know, it's just nobody can keep a secret nowadays, you know? Yeah. So it's just, yeah. that's what it is. But check it out if you're interested. It is a good a good podcast to listen to. Um, all right, so uh, I've gone to a, a show like this before, but the Rolling Stones are having a free, a phone-free release party. So they're having, no one can bring any phones, no one can take anything, videos of anything. I've gone to a concert where they lock your phones into a little box and mm-hmm. then you can get it after the show. And I honestly prefer that experience. It's so much better. You don't know, you're not looking back at those photos. No one cares. Take a photo outside of the, the theater Arena, if you want to picture. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah. um, you would prefer a phone-free concert experience. Uh, Alan, factor cap. I, I wish there was. <laughs> I wish there was more opportunities that I would give up my phone. I had no choice. 
Fact, no question about it. Um, I think I mentioned this to you guys a couple days ago, earlier in the week, went and saw a movie. I didn't take my phone. I left it in the car, and I had no distractions. And listen, there's the time where you just – it, it just you're not even you're not even realizing you're on your phone. You're not even realizing that you're just opening up an app. You're not even realizing that you're scrolling through something. I think the best way to um, fully take something in is if you don't have your phone. So I'm all in on that. Trev, my my battery died last night. Right, I was sitting on the couch, I was watching TV, and the battery in my phone died, and it was a relief. Jeez. It was like, oh, thank goodness! Now I can't. Now I can put it down. I, I, I don't want to be connected to it the way that I am. I would love to go to a concert with no phone and all the go. I, I told the thing I told you beginning of the season. I forgot my phone. Went to a baseball game with my son and and another dad and his son. Yeah, it was great. It was it was great that I didn't have it. As long as you can get into the stadium. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was it was wonderful. Yeah. And when it when the battery dies, it's like thank God I can set it down. I don't have to look at it anymore. So you, for sure, fact. Berg. Yeah. Doesn't that, doesn't that suck that it takes for the battery to die for you to say, okay, I'm now I'm free. I mean, <laughs> and because I'm so lazy, I won't walk the, across the room. Controls the, the hell out of us. So it is. It's fact. I'm with these guys for that because look. If you're at a concert and you take that video and you sh- and you put it up, you put your phone up to it and you're filming something and you're like, oh, I love this. You're going to post it on Instagram, maybe on a story, and you're never looking at it again. And also no one's going to care. They're and not no watching one, it. And no one wants to watch. You skip right, through true. it because like, oh, it's a bunch of blue lights going around and someone's singing in the background that I can't barely hear or see. And the noise is distorted. Right. Yeah, it's not good. So I don't... I, I don't need those things. I'm never going to look at it again, and I'm never going to look at anybody else's. So it should be all phone free. All right, should be phone free for concerts. I'm with the guys on everything. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Phone free. Let's go. All right, uh, that's it. I think we're running short on time, but I have something, a story to, sh- to sh- tell later on that might be a factor capish. Under. Oh, different. <laughs> 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 right. Plus, M, you said something this morning that I did not like at all about the Rams relative to last year. I hope that you're wrong. Go we'll, get, we'll, we'll get into that in just a sec. Stravis Lee, 710 ESPN. Mm. All right. So do you know this one? Selena, dreaming of you. Okay. So this peaked at number 22 mm. uh, on November 25th, 1995. Um, and so it is on the top 25 of the Billboard's uh, pop star pop songs of all time. Top so, 25. Sorry, sorry, wow. sorry. I did not mean to say that. Top 500. I am I'm am messing this all up. <laughs> <laughs> so this is on the top 500 pop songs okay. of all time voted by Billboard. And I thought she was going to give us an easy one. Over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I don't so, know. Did you watch the Netflix series? No. Oh, it was great. But she yeah, just said cool. it was numbered the highest it got on the chart was 22. Two, it's yeah. not going to be in the yeah, top yeah, yeah, 25 yeah, 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 of all, all time. Right. So I'm going to give you 300 over under who's going first i'll go I'll, uh jorge i'll go under under 300 okay uh travis i'll, I'll go with jorge on this under. okay Tra- uh greg totally with jorge and trav it's i that's under selena was huge she was huge okay. alan i think i just have to do it i'm gonna go over even though i don't believe myself but i'm gonna go over you just want to be a contrarian mm. yes yeah. okay as well, L- hold on, hold on. As LZ once said, she was too young. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You remember that? I well, do. The, I do. The lady was crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, it is at 376. Ooh, over. So it is uh, 376 on the By top default. 500 all time. So Game Selena Jr. Yes. I wonder if, what's the what's the most popular song? The Bitty Bitty Bum Bum? Bitty Bitty Bum Bum. I looked and I, I haven't seen it yet. I'm 
been searching. Really? So it would I would brought it. Mm. I think that would be better. I think but. that would have been higher because this song. I mean, it was a big song, but I think it wasn't one of her top. Jorge, you know, it's, it's, was this like her best song? Yeah, this one. This one I would have put higher. Yeah, this one. This one's got to be high. Yeah. This oh, I, I I looked and I, I I have not seen it yet. Maybe so. we have oh. another Taylor Swift situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where we can the all be song. up up in up in flames about this. This yeah. list is garbage. When do you <laughs> when do you take the blowtorch to this list? When is that uh, happening? Make sure we'll I'm listening. Twelve fifteen. In twelve fifteen. Yeah, we'll do twelve fifteen. All right, all right. The radio is going up in my office. Favorite, favorite line from the movie: Anything for Salina. <laughs> <laughs> also, again to bring. To bring her up, the opener for Taylor Swift was Sabrina Carpenter. She sang in Mexico City. She sang a cover of "Dreaming of You," and it was really beautiful as well. Sabrina Carpenter was she one of those ones that was on Disney first? She was on Disney first. There's she a was, lot of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was. She's. She's really talented, though. I don't think I'm familiar with her work. Blonde. Yes, she's blonde. Okay, I know she's, yeah. who she is. She oh. was in those like. Like the ones with Maleficent, where they were the kids. I was. I don't know. I'm sure. I have, I have a daughter. I have a daughter. She's, no, no. I, I, just, I know. I, I, just because I don't know doesn't mean it's not a big deal. There's yeah. the half. Half of this stuff is big. More than half. Um. So Travis, you mentioned that you were nervous about something that I mentioned. Yeah, I don't like today. this. So, I don't okay. like this at all. So on this day last year, uh, the 49ers traded for Christian McCaffrey. So that also meant that Christian McCaffrey did not go to the Rams, and the Rams were in the were in the mix for Christian McCaffrey for a period of time, whether or not they wanted to go all in or not. Uh-huh. They, they had to figure out who they were. So at this point in time last year, so through six games last year, the Rams were also three and three. The Rams are three and three this year. The three and three was their wins were against Atlanta, poor. Yep. Arizona, poor. Yep. And Carolina, right after they fired their coach, so also poor. And their losses came against Buffalo, the 49ers, and Dallas, who were all uh were they all? No, they were all playoff teams. So that's three yep. and three, three playoff teams, three non-playoff teams. The Rams might be in the same situation as they were last year. I know there's a lot of context to it, but do you, that's that's unsettling. It's the, the wins are against teams that are look at who they beat like this that. year. They beat Arizona, who yeah. stinks. Yeah. They've beat Indy, who's eh. Any, average. Was it Minshew yeah. in that game or was it no, Richardson? Richardson it was played Richardson. in that game. Yeah, and then they beat. Um, the they beat the Seahawks, who's, yeah. who are pretty good. So they, they at least in it this is the scenario, first week, right? They have yeah opening day. Yeah, they have one good win, which they didn't have a year ago. Here's why I feel infinitely better than I did a year ago. Last year, it was nothing but expectations. They were the defending Super Bowl champions. Yep, they were they were going to try to run it back, right? Remember Sean McVay, run it back, run it the whole thing, like, and it got off to an absolute disaster in one night. The opening night game, they got housed by Buffalo, and they never really recovered. And it wasn't just that they lost. They started getting guys just dropping like flies. The offensive line was in complete shambles by week two. By the time you got to week six, it was basically completely obliterated. That's not what's happening. This is a team that had very modest expectations, that has been relatively healthy, and has Matthew Stafford at quarterback? Has Cooper Cup at wide receiver? Has Aaron Donald uh, still playing at a very high level? The optimism is much higher. The record's the same, and the path to this is kind of similar. Right. But they they've ended up in this for very different reasons. Well, they, they, well, I, I, I Berg, I'm, I'm just jumping real quick. So I I think also too, and this might be the most important piece of it. I'm not 100% sure what the Rams are. I'm not sure if they're going to make the playoffs, if they're not going to make the playoffs. I'm not sure if they're going to be 9-8 and eight or they're going to end up with seven wins. But I think, Trav, what we were talking about yesterday, 
their only goal is, can you just be one of these teams in the NFC? There's seven spots to get in. Can you just be one of those? That actually doesn't sound all that unrealistic. That actually sounds like that can happen. And it's not like everybody's sitting back here and you're walking into the season with the expectations of, well, you got to be one of the best. Nobody has – what were the five and a half, six wins, I think, was the over-under before the season even started? Yep. So it might be three and three and three and three, as in last year and this year. But as you look a little bit closer, I, I'm I'm more impressed where they're sitting today than I was last year when they were three and three. Oh, I think yeah. it, it's completely different of where they're sitting it, today. It, it's th- – how they got to three and three is different. Why they are three and three is different. Here's the most sobering part of all. We said three and three, they went on a six game losing streak. Yes, after that. I don't think they got a six game losing streak in front of them. No. But they might have a three game losing streak. Look, the Pittsburgh game is massive. It's huge. I know we yeah, talked about this because they should beat that team. You got to go to Dallas after that. Dallas is maybe not Dallas, but their defense is their, their defense legit. is good. And it's a tough got, game. They, I think it's a tough game. It's in Dallas against the Cowboys. That's a tough thing to go do yeah. in Green Bay. I don't know when the last time the yeah. Packers beat or the, the Rams beat the Packers in Green Bay. It's been a very long time. Yeah, I, I don't it's remember different years. Di- different years, and it's not as cold. But there are some places you just don't play well. Mm-hmm. Then you get a bye. Then you come back out, and it's not like there's a bunch of easy games stacked up easier, but. Three and six is still very much in play. That's why this Pittsburgh game is such a big deal. Yeah, so it is very different than what it was last year. You're also going through a ton of injuries with Stafford going down, Cup so going down. So Stafford went down two games after this, so in yep. week eight. Yeah, so all those things are – but it's also what you're seeing now is – I saw a video from Dan Orlovsky talking about Matthew Stafford. He said he is playing the best – he is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. He's been How he's throwing the ball is, is better than anybody else, and he really is throwing – amazing passes so now he has more options on the wide receiver core it's be- the pieces that you have this year are better than they were last there's year there's a ton more optimism but the margins are still razor thin it's all going to come down to the offensive line the- if you can get an, a healthy offensive line that's going to be able to push it forward so you can have an, an offense that's going to get you points week in and week out let, let me shot. Let, let me give you a quick little scenario that should send a, a cold shutter down rams fan spines we know that Matthew Stafford is the, the the whole thing, right? We saw it, didn't love it, but without Cooper Cup, they kept their head above water. They were able to do it. Well, Aaron Donald has been here, and that's great news too. But we've seen what this team looks like without Matthew Stafford at quarterback. It's not great, right? So if he goes down, the whole thing is in of course. enormous jeopardy. If he was going to go down, what's the formula to get him to, to knock him out? Get A through. fierce defensive player who yeah, gets sure. to the quarterback a lot oh like tj watt like tj watt what else has to happen you've got an offensive line that's got some question marks on it okay we got that too you have a running back that is brand new to the role of pass protection is it gonna be zach evans for sure we'll see we don't i don't even know right I, I don't think it will be for this very reason you know who i think it has to be miles gaskin daryl henderson mm-hmm. he knows he's on the practice squad right now they can still activate him but you you he, he's the one guy you say will have a pretty good understanding of what's supposed to happen. Because if number nine gets smoked, yep. we're done. TJ Watt ended Cam Newton's career. When they were 6-2 and two in, Pan- in the Panthers in 2018, uh, TJ Watt hit him in the shoulder. His shoulder would never recover. TJ Watt can do this to people. And also uh, to that with the running back thing, because they're not confident in the running backs, they're probably not going to run it nine times in a row like they did last game. And they're going to be true. slinging down the field. He's going to be stretching his arm, stretching his elbow, and be more exposed.
It's true. They, I, what the pieces if, are in place? They got to keep him in one spot. Do you have but the knock on wood? So right. who who is at left tackle this this week? Is it well, your, so is it the normal left Watt, tackle? Watt well, it's Ryan's fine. Up on the left side of the defense, almost exclusively, which means he'll be tack, paired up with the, with right, the tackle right tackle with his Havenstein. Who, if you had to pick a guy, that's the guy. You that's want. the guy you'd pick. Sure. That's that's their best offensive lineman at this point. So that's good news. Chip him with a tight end. Chip him with a running back. If if he's going to get hit, have it be somebody that's not TJ Watt. Like that that can't be the guy that ends your season. I mean, there's only certain guys in the league. What is it? It's Nick Bosa. It's TJ Watt that you're and actually Donald. afraid. Miles Garrett, D- Donald certain, Garrett, Garrett those uh, yeah. the, the dude Cam. Uh, what's the guy from the Saints? Uh, I'm, I'm blanking on his Cam last Jordan? name. Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Like there's Parsons. Certain, yeah. Parsons. There's, Parsons. there's certain guys and TJ Watt. And who's the guy on the other side that's also really really talented? For the for the Steelers, Minka Fitzpatrick. No, he's not there. But no, I'm, I can't think I'm what it is. They have a they have another guy that has a couple sacks on the season, but he's also really really dangerous. So if they if they cannot stop the the Pittsburgh defense, it's really really good. It's a long long day coming. I like saying this. We will be joined by the Super Bowl champion, yeah, Demarco Farr. Joins us next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN.